Let's get it. Welcome to Chalk Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so very much to get into in this 2024 edition of the show. We're going to talk about John Morant and the Grizzlies losing three straight. We're also going to touch on what Nick Saban had to say after Alabama's groundbreaking loss to Michigan. But first, we're back to two pods a week. It's the new year. We're back on a normal schedule. We're starting it with a little jack-in-the-box action where I give Coop five football-related statements. He tells me if they're true or false. We're talking about your team first, Cooper, as we normally do on this pod, the Dallas Cowboys. Tell me, true or false, the Cowboys-Lions ending will affect Detroit in the postseason. No. Honestly, there was a lot more on that line for the Cowboys in that game. And Dan Campbell going for two, like, yep. make make all the fun you will. He went for it three times. You live and die with it. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more issues than just the final calls on the field, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's going to affect them too much. And I've already read Dan Campbell said we're moving on from it. It is mm-hmm. what it is. They're in the playoffs as the three seed. They're hosting a playoff game. For the first time, I think, in Ford Field history, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot more than just the ending of a game. And if we're being completely honest, Cowboys probably should have won that game by a couple more. CD Land on the fumble on the goal line. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're not in that situation if it's not for some other boneheaded things going on in that game. Right. I don't think it affects them at all. I'm going to say false on this one. I will say this because I haven't spoken on it. Um, they did – the Lions did get screwed in this one. But I agree with you, false. Dan Campbell will have his team ready to go. They're sitting at the three seed right now. If it started today, and I would bet this is the matchup, they host Matthew Stafford and, and the, the L.A. Rams, Rams at yeah. home. I'm still taking the Lions. I don't think it will affect them at all. A little revenge game for uh, Jared Goff there. I uh, know, right? A little, little hidden lines yeah, there. Yeah, that would be definitely interesting. Let's stay in the Cowboys division. True or false, the Eagles are more likely to lose in the first round than go on a championship-like run. Sadly, I do think this is true. Um, are you sad about it? Are you sad about it? No, absolutely not. Watching this is a team that started 10-0, and 0, yeah. and now they're 11-5. and 5. Four of their last five lost to the Arizona Cardinals. And we're sitting here after they're going through their gauntlet of Chiefs, Bills, Dolphins, yeah. Cowboys. Like, And you're like, they're dominating, except for they lost the final two of that stretch or whatever. And you're like... They still beat Chiefs at the Chiefs. Yeah. They beat the Bills. They beat the Eagles. Like yeah. they're still they're still or they're still good. And mm-hmm. now you're like dropping Cardinals, dropping Seahawks with a backup quarterback. Like yeah. and it's it's so many little things. Nobody that are can them. cover on the back end outside no. of Darius Slaver. No. Nobody can cover. And even he's getting cooked sometimes. Yep. I think this is true. Playoffs started today. It's two teams coming off of losses. At Tampa Bay, they would the Eagles would play the Buccaneers. I wouldn't pick the Eagles in that one, but if I'm, they're more likely to lose that one than go to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I agree. It's not even I close. Agree. All right, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Cooper, true or false, the Baltimore Ravens are the safest Super Bowl pick. You know what? Just, just for a little controversy, just to start the 2024 off with a little controversy, I'm going to say no, and my reason is, Lamar hasn't done it yet. Interesting. Lamar has not won a playoff game yet. I'm not ready. I th- I think they are probably the best team in mm-hmm. the NFL right now, but they're we're looking at a potential second round Cleveland versus Baltimore with a little Joe Flacco coming home. Oh yeah. And I'm just saying, Joe Flacco in the playoffs is a different animal. Now, granted, mm-hmm. that's obviously interesting to talk about, but they haven't done it yet, so I'm going to say no for now. 
if I had to pick someone, I'm still going to ride, probably ride with the 49ers who had one of the greatest offensive years in the history of football, having four guys with a thousand all-purpose yards. And I would also still probably ride with the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs have looked abysmal, mm-hmm. but they've done it before. Yep. They've done it. And so, like, that's why I'm not going to say safest pick, but they're probably the best team in the NFL. Yep. I will say that, though. I agree with you. I'm saying false, but it's for a different reason. I'm still taking the Niners because of the NFC. The Ravens could potentially face the Chiefs, the Bills. Chiefs, they still have Patrick Mahomes. It's still the playoffs. The The Bills, who have been red hot, we'll see what they do against uh, the injured Dolphins this weekend. And then the red hot Browns are sneakily 11 and 5. Joe Flacco playing some of the best football of his career. Chiefs, Bills, and Browns is a lot tougher to me than the Eagles. Or who are we talking about? Or, I mean, the uh, sorry, we're talking about um, yeah, the Niners. The Niners yeah. playing the Eagles, the Lions, and the Cowboys. Yeah. And they've think, already whooped all those teams. Yeah, so exactly. Like, I think the Niners have a lot easier path to the Super Bowl than the Ravens. I agree. I like that one. All right. Uh, speaking of the Dolphins staying in the AFC, the team that got drummed by the Ravens uh, this Sunday. So I was. Me and my friend Alex, we didn't go out just New Year's Eve night. We went out New Year's Eve Eve night. New Year's Adam. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Sunday, New Year's Eve day, I was actually extremely hungover, so I watched a lot of football. Yeah. And I, I watched the first half of that Ravens-Dolphins game, and then my friend Marty comes downtown to meet us there. We're the Airbnb for the weekend. We go walking off Main Street. Ah, oh, we'll jump in a bar and catch the second half of it. We're not drinking then. Again, I'm hungover. I'm just eating wings, as yeah. a hungover guy does. Yeah. And look up at the TV, and it's 59 to 19. And there's three minutes left. I still see Bradley Chubb on the field. I see him get carted off the field, and I'm screaming. Me and Marty are the only person people in this place. We're talking yeah. to the bartender. I'm like, why is Bradley Chubb still in the game? You Tears his ACL. Now they're without both Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. So, Cooper, tell me true or false. Bradley Chubb's torn ACL eliminates Miami from contention. Honestly, I'm going to say true, but it's not just him. Mm -hmm. I think he is the straw that's breaking the camel's back. Mm -hmm. They've battled Tyreek Hill injuries. They've battled Jalen Waddle's injuries. Jalen Phillips is obviously out for the year. Jalen Ramsey was hurt for most of the year and has Mm -hmm. come back and been awesome. Xavier Howard's probably not going to play Sunday. It's just – it's like one after the other after the other. It's not anything that the Dolphins are doing on the field that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean – Take take that game aside. Like, I'm not worried about the Dolphins. And then you have all the injuries, and you're like, that's a that's hard to overcome. Yep. And you're picking guys up off the practice squad, and you're like, hey, it's the playoffs. Come play for us. Mm-hmm. And they haven't played all year. That's harder to overcome than losing a game by 40. Like, honestly, Absolutely. losing a game by 40 this late in the season, that's it can be a wake-up call. It can do a lot of good things, mm-hmm. but the injuries, you can't overcome that. Yeah, and, and Chubb has had a career year. And to lose him now and why the hell he was even in that game does eliminate them. I agree. It's true. Um, You can't lose both him and Jalen Phillips, as I said. But Jason Pierre-Paul now, in his old age, is going to have to step up. And Andrew Van Ginkle, I I just don't see it happening. I know this game is in Miami for Buffalo. uh, But with Xavier Howard out, uh, the entire defensive line, I don't see it happening. So, uh and I mean, Miami's in. I get this is for the division, yeah. but Miami is in. Buffalo, they is lose. Not. They they're not. Win. They yeah. have to win. There's a lot more to play for if I'm the Bills. So, should I go ahead and cash out my Miami winning the uh, AFC East? 
Uh, yes, I'll okay. do that. I'll do it. I, I think would. I can. I think I can get three bucks out of it now. Okay, good. Yeah, I would. Do <laughs> it was seven last yeah. week. Now <laughs> then they lost. If somehow the Dolphins win that game, I'd be ecstatic to get home field advantage. But I, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. No, it's tough. Yeah. You hate to see that. It's, like it's one thing if like the team doesn't perform. Like, and we'll talk about this all when we get to the playoff stuff, but it's one team if the team doesn't perform, but when you can't perform because they're not out there, mm -hmm. that's worse. Exactly. Like, that hurts, mm -hmm. especially this late in the season. Like, it would honestly be easier to take in in week two versus yeah. the second to last week of the season because week two you're like, oh, well, we can maybe have somebody step up and be uh -huh. awesome, like a Van Ginkle. Mm -hmm. um, this been, one's kind of hard. It's been such a shame. I was talking to a guy at the gym today, and he was like, I kind of feel like a bandwagon because I turned on Hard Knocks like two months ago and became an instant fan. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's made that team so lovable, and now they're yeah. just decimated basically with no shot. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Well, I will say this. The only thing that gives me semi-hope, which is why I was kind of going back and forth when I saw that one, that offense is electric. Yeah. Like, I mean. It is. Even if the, if you get in a shootout with them, there's not yeah. many times I'm not going to take two of Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Dan Raheem Mustard, Devon yeah. A. Chain. That's true, but Dan Orlovsky, he was talking about, he was like, if I'm Buffalo this week, I'm picking on the slot corner the entire time. They refuse to put Ramsey there and Xavier Howard's out. Javon Holland's been hurt. Yeah. I'm picking on that slot picking the entire the slot. time. Yeah. It's going to be a Gabe Davis it's game, be, yep. you know, Dalton Knox game, whatever. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we see. Sh we'll see. Let's uh, pivot to college football. We don't talk about it much, but yesterday was the biggest day in the it's sport. Great day. Great day. Um, shout out for not seeing a different Jack in the Box here. Yeah, shout out to it. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit came today, and I want to get your take on this. This isn't a Jack in the Box, but he had said, I was literally thinking this watching the game yesterday, yeah. watching from the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Michigan, where it starts at daylight and you get to see the sunset over the Southern California Beautiful. mountains. It goes into the night and just a historic setting that the Rose Bowl is. Kirk Herbstreit came out and said, by the way, great follow on Instagram, post something with Lee Corso before they do every game day. Uh, but he said the Rose Bowl should be the setting of the national championship. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I, it's not even close, yeah. in my opinion. It, the Rose Bowl is far and away better than any other. Like, just the – I feel like the Rose Bowl every year is always just such a fun game. Like, there's never been, like, a dud of a Rose exactly. Bowl. Like, at least in my recent knowledge. And I just think, like, with the way you're going with the playoffs, expanding next year, the first round – will obviously be held at the home team of the mm -hmm. higher seed or whatever. And, like, that's great for those colleges. But, mm -hmm. like, as far as the bowl games go, there's not many people that will argue that the Rose Bowl isn't the best. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the longest tenured bowl game in history. Like, I just feel like that game means a lot more. And so making it be the mm -hmm. the pedestal you're trying to get to, I feel like is a better so thing to do. Than and, than and the timing of it, it starts at 5 Central, 3 their time. Yeah. You know, third and fourth quarter, sun setting, and then yeah. it's nighttime by the end of it. It's, just, it's, it's beautiful. Just beautiful. It's Absolutely. beautiful. All right, speaking of that game yesterday, Alabama's loss to Michigan proves that this year's SEC did not deserve to be in the title game. I'm not talking about the semifinal game. I'm talking about the national just championship the, itself. General. Yes. You and I talked about the beginning of this pod in the fall, how weak this year's SEC was. Alabama had a great comeback story. Yeah. They deserved to be in there. You and I both agreed with that. Yeah. But I think it's hard to prove Washington and all their – what they've done, yeah. and Michigan and what they've done. It's hard to prove that SEC team. I want to say true, but I also sit – I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, if – like, if things had just gone a hair differently, like if Alabama doesn't even complete a fourth and 31, yeah. Georgia's in. Yes. And Georgia's going to – I mean, we saw what Georgia did. I know I know it was against the third-string Florida mm -hmm. State team, and you can say that about half the bowl games. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things that, like, I I kind of wish we had gotten to see Georgia-Michigan 
as mm-hmm. opposed to Bama, Michigan. Now, I mm-hmm. I did think we got two of the best games I've seen playoff wise in a really long time. So that in that sense, I'm not upset about the SEC. But I'm gonna say true, just in the sense of like, I did believe that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, mm-hmm. and in the ACC in Florida State were mm-hmm. better than the SEC this year. I agree. I, I think that Georgia had one hard game on their schedule, and it basically was a home game in Atlanta. And their biggest game of the year, they did not show up they and they lost, up. By, yeah. lost to Alabama. Yeah. I, I don't think they beat Michigan. I, I, I don't think they will. Well, they wouldn't have played Michigan mm-hmm. if they had beat Alabama because it would have been mm-hmm. them one, Michigan two, Washington mm-hmm. three. Even in the national Texas title, four. wherever they play Michigan, yeah. I don't think. Well, I don't think Michigan's going to win. So You think Washington's going to I think with the way Penix played, that's the – I got a bonus check in the box too. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. deserved more Heisman hype. I'm not saying he deserved it over Jaden Daniels, but more hype in general. He he has a chip on his shoulder in his show. Those, that first half, man, he was dropping dots. Yep. I was sitting there. I'm like, these are seeds just yep. flying across the field. And that's what, like, Alabama didn't have that. Yep. Like, Jalen, I love Jalen Monroe. I, I love the fact that he started down here, he kind of got here, and then he dropped all, completely down then came back. Like I loved his story this season. That was a really cool story. Saban did a great job on that. But That was the worst offensive game I've yeah, ever seen. Alabama it was pitiful. In my and, lifetime. And they had the game, too. Like That's what makes it even worse, and they it, had the game. Yeah, and it looked for the entire game, even if Alabama would have stolen it, Michigan was the better team yeah. All day long. Michigan dominated the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. which has never been a statement I think anyone has ever said yeah. about an Alabama team. Yeah, and That's Alabama O line literally walked through Michigan sideline yeah. before the game and got their and asses got whipped. Yeah, cooked. It was and tough. I do have to ask the last play. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know. What are you calling? I, that was that the first for? thing I turned to myself. I was like, "Why the hell would you run that?" Well, if I have a running quarterback, you and I play Madden so much. If I'm on the three yard line, yeah. I'm always calling a pass because Bro can still run. Yes. I just want options. I, I just didn't understand the, hey, we haven't been able to run up the middle the entire game. Let's run up the middle when yeah. the game's on the line. Like, I was like, at least roll with the outside. it's not even from the half-yard line. It's yeah. like from the two or three. I was like, at least throw. You at least have the chance to still run if he mm-hmm. needs to. You have the chance to get a penalty. Nope. Like, I that was the dumbest play call I've ever seen. That in catch life. by Roman Wilson changed that entire game. Yeah, I hate him, sure, I hate him. That was a sure interception. Oh, I know, but I hate him. Right. That I have never disliked a college football player more than I dislike that dude because he can't not chirp. Mm-hmm. Like, at every game, like, even there was – I think a lot of the defensive guys on Michigan, they were like, when Ohio State lost, they weren't, like, good. Mm-hmm. They were like, that's not the team we played. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a different team. And then he's the only one that has to be a thug. Mm-hmm. I hate that. That is my least favorite thing about college football. Like, I'm fine if you have pride and you're like, you you do a little talking on the field, but don't be a dick just to be a dick. He that catch won the game. Well, it won the game. Their defense won the JJ game. Because JJ McCarthy was so bad, he went upstairs and caught it. I won't lie though. That JJ McCarthy one-handed catch on the trick play yeah. and then turns yeah. around and throws it. That's a tough play. That was his one highlight. Yeah. I know, but that was a tough play. And JJ McCarthy and Blake Corum had their run game going. So really? like at the end of the game, but no, I. At Michigan just doesn't scare me the way that I'd be scared of Washington, especially with the fact that every time Washington is doubted, mm-hmm. they've won. Mm-hmm. They were down. They were not. They were underdogs in both Oregon games. 
they won. They were underdogs that in this game, Texas game, and they won. That game's literally going to come down to can Washington's line hold up. That's yeah. all it's going to come yeah. down to. I think the RPOs, the RPO game for Washington is strong enough to where they can quick pass it enough to mm-hmm. maybe loosen the <laughs> defensive yeah. line of Michigan. But we'll see. I, I'm excited for this I think regardless game. of what happens, it's John Harbaugh's last game as the Michigan head coach. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. Fun fact for the Harbaugh's, though. Number one in college football playoffs and going to the championship, and then number one in the NFL, first round bye. <laughs> pretty magical. It is, it's impressive. Shout pretty, out to Harbaugh. Pretty magical. Uh, one more thing about my, Michael Penix Jr. Dan Orlovsky in a quote today. He said, this is the best performance I've ever seen from a college quarterback in a big game. When you see a guy throw for 420 yards, you assume it was poor back-end coverage. It wasn't that. It was piss missiles all over the field. Dude, <laughs> did that? I don't remember which touchdown it was, but it was the number 11 for Washington right. where he cut the safeties. Yes. It was a middle yes. – oh, my That's gosh. That's exactly what Dan was talking about. I was like, dude, yeah. stop. Because yeah. me and Owen are sitting on the couch, and when he threw that, we were like, no. Yeah. No, he didn't. Because yeah. he was literally just – it was effortless. Like, he was just sitting back and yeah. – and it was – on and, a dime. And the, the slot fades, too. Just oh, incredible. Yeah. Great game for he, Washington. The fact that he may be the fourth uh, quarterback taken off the board is wild. Yeah. It's I crazy. Mean, yeah. Because the fact that they're still talking about Bo Nix and him in the same sentence, I'm like, how? Yeah. How are we not. discussing this? They're not. They're not at all. All right. Let's go to the NFL power rankings. This is a last man standing kind of rankings. Obviously, <laughs> the Ravens are at number one. They took care of business, beat the shit out of the Dolphins. Number yeah. two, you have the 49ers. They got to win. Number three, you have the Bills at 10 and 6. Four, Cowboys 11 and 5. And number five is where I struggled. Yeah, same like last week. <laughs> I wanted to put the Browns in at 11 and 5 as well, but I just gave the Chiefs the nod at 10 and 6. It's still Patrick Mahomes. Browns, the first one's out at 11 and 5. Lions, I got them next at 11 and 5. And Eagles, uh, they're, they're eighth. So. Just because I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm a disagree because I want Joe Flocka in there. <laughs> gotcha. Joe Flocka. No, uh-huh. I'm joking. But he he has yeah. been a great story, and I agree with you. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things. You look on paper, and you're like, yeah. am I really taking backup quarterback? Fourth-string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Backup running back. Yep. Like, that team, you're just sitting there, and like, you're like, how are they yeah, here? exactly. It's crazy to think that. but And who would have thought four weeks ago the Bills would be number three on this? I list? was just about to say, that's the scariest 10-16 ever. Yeah. And, Playing their best football. Yeah. I mean, it was literally four weeks ago, like you said, we were talking about they're not even making playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they had an uphill battle, and they've dominated yeah. since. They, and they, it's not been playing the cupcake teams. They should be favored against the Dolphins. When they are yeah. by, like, four. Yeah, they should be. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's get into your uh, MVP ladder. It's a short MVP ladder because it's over. Okay. It's over. Is it? And you want to know why? Because yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson's it's home. Minus 20,000? Oh, not even I, – I don't even care about the odds. We're, we're just talking last game that he played. Okay. Like, recency biased. Because I was telling you, I was like, it's his to lose. And we were like, it was more last man standing. He just didn't lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, hold on. Let me go win this real quick. Talk to him. Because uh, not only did he play the Dolphins – sorry, we're going to rag on your Dolphins here in a second. Uh, but he dropped 321 yards, five touchdowns, and – 18 of 21 from the field. Uh, and he still had 35 yards on the ground. Uh, if he hadn't already won it, like if it was still a tight race between like him, Purdy, and Dak, he would have blown it away. Yep. And it wasn't even a tight race because he it was already his, and then he just blew it out of the water. So shout out to Lamar Jackson, shout MVP ladder. By the way, uh, before the reason I'm taking this off is because I'm listening to everything you're saying, how great LeBron, or, uh, Lamar has been above um, – 
you know, Brock Purdy and Chris McCaffrey and those guys, but this hat is so damn raw. You I just like wanted it? them to get a close-up like of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cover up my hat hair while I oh, yeah. get a little closer. We got the pin stain on the side. Yeah. Got the peach bowl. Cooper went on a trip. We'll talk about it a little right bit. There. We'll talk about it a little bit later. You went on. You actually went to the game on Saturday. We'll show about later. Show but, uh, back, right back into the MVP. Yeah. No. I mean, I contemplated just like sitting here having the conversation, but like he's won. Yeah. And like I, I'm happy that Dak's going to be in this conversation. He's probably going to end third if I had to rank him, and I still think I'd put McCaffrey at two. It'd be the same as last week. But for Lamar to have the story that he had, because you and I sat here. Preseason, made he, he bet on himself. Yeah, we made dark horse MVPs, and I said Lamar, mm-hmm. and the and new I, OC, you know. Yeah, and we were both like, but nobody wanted him. Mm-hmm. He he bet on himself. He got a contract. Yep, and he's gonna go out there and prove it. We were like, if this year, if this isn't the year he goes and takes it, he like he's never going to do it again. But yeah. he went out there, and it was different than the way he did it the last time. Exactly, he was steady, consistent, and he did not beat themselves no like there was a couple times where we were like dude it's the same it's the same ravens yep they're just gonna sit there and they're gonna lose random games for no reason Mm -hmm. and then they all of a sudden were like hold on why are we doing this we're the better we're we're the better team Mm -hmm. let's just go take care of business he led that team and then obviously last week he had five touchdowns and he he has it has been more than the last man standing they have their downfield passing game has completely changed uh, with a new offensive coordinator yeah. and uh, shout out Zay Flowers yeah shout out Zay Flowers to a hell of a rookie campaign he's put together yes and I want to do something we haven't done in a long time as well I want to go to chat and shout out some people CB's highlights LL shot 4050 is always here every damn week no matter what we do bro is always here and love Appreciate that man it. so much um, and, and Michael Silberti, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm, I'm, I know I just butchered the last name, but yes, uh, Jalen Ramsey does need to be silent about Josh Allen. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with everything you just said about yeah. Lamar, man. Shout out Lamar. It's not even close. Get you your second one, man. A TikTok today. You're guessing the top five in NBA odds for MVP. I'm, I'm okay. interested to see how close you get on there. Let's see. I was Let's shocked see. by who was not number one. Okay. But yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Do you want to get into some NBA stuff? You got any more NFL? I do have some NFL. Oh, let's stay so here. We got here. some playoffs. Coming up, obviously, oh, yeah, last week of the season. Well, you said how many divisions are still up for grabs? Four. Jeez. Uh, and when I say up for grab, it's not just like a one team versus another. There's two, three team up for grabs right now. Uh, so we're going to start there because those are the most intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the AFC South. Your Tennessee Titans are not one of these three teams, by the way, just to let you know. I didn't, oh, you, I you know don't you say. You I don't know if say. you knew that or not, but they're, they're not a good football team, gotcha. so they're not actually involved here. They've been eliminated for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans are all 9-7, and seven, and it really is one of those win-and-you're-in type sort of things. But Colts-Texans play Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So Saturday night we're going to know who is going to be rooting hard for the Jaguars to lose. I think – Either one who wins out of the Colts-Texans gets into the playoff, I think as the sixth seed, but they have to win the division by Jacksonville losing the Titans. Mm-hmm. So if we're sitting here, Jacksonville's probably going to win this division, like right. everyone and, and anticipated, but it's still fun. It's mm-hmm. still fun to talk about. Nine and seven, three-way tie right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud in his rookie year, Anthony Richardson got hurt, Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew stepped in. Um, I'm rooting for the Texans, obviously. I love my boy C.J. Stroud. But that's an interesting battle we got going on right mm-hmm. now. Three-way tie, AFC South. And then we move over to the NFC South, which is – Did you say who you're picking? Oh, yeah. I've, I, I'm picking the Texans to beat the Colts. But I do not. There's no way the Jags lose to the Titans. There's no way. No shot. There's it would be a no Jags-like way. thing to do it. And it, it really would be. Mike Vrabel-like thing to yeah, mess it up. It really would be. And – 
I would love it because that'd be so cool if CJ Stroud came in and won. But I just I, I think they're gonna be the six, seven seed and they're gonna be fine with that because yeah. that's awesome. And I, yeah. I don't know if you saw the quote from CJ. He said we're not talking like this is a next year thing. He goes, we're here now. Yeah. We're going to do this now. Yeah, exactly. I was like, go get him. Go rally the horses. He's rookie of the year. It's not even yeah, close. Yeah, not even close. Even though he missed like three weeks with the concussion, it's I, not I even close. I don't care. That's yeah. unbelievable what he's done. The next one is the NFC South. So, surprisingly, the Falcons are still in on this race. They need the most to happen. Mm-hmm. They need both to beat the Saints, and then they need Tampa Bay to lose to the Panthers. Um, if anybody's paying attention all year, the Panthers aren't beating anybody. I swear to God, if they end up beating <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers, I'm going to be so damn You're going to be so mad. Be so mad. Because <laughs> um, you and I, we talked about, we're like, they're just different at home. Buccaneers are not good at home, which yeah. concerns me about that Eagles game in the postseason. Facts. Um, but I think Saints can win the division with obviously a Panthers loss, or with a Panthers win, and they beat the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I think in order for them to get in the playoffs, it's a little bit harder, and I don't remember all those tiebreakers, but... Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's winning this one. Yes, I mean, let's are. be completely honest. They're going to beat Carolina. Mm-hmm. They're going to win their division. They're going to be 9-8. and um, They're going to host a playoff game and probably against the Philadelphia Eagles because yeah. the next division we're going to talk about is the NFC East. Okay. Um, somehow, despite all the controversy and all the, yeah, the Eagles rough are gonna, play. Yeah, the Eagles are going to win it, yeah. Rough play from the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles are going to win this division. Um, they somehow hold all the cards in their hand now because they just have to beat the Commanders, who mm-hmm. are a dumpster fire, probably similar dumpster fire to mm-hmm. the Carolina and Panthers. And Dak's going to do what he does best, choke. Uh, Daddy NFC East is going to come out here and rock a baby like he always does and cook. Uh, it's okay. I'm just over here jaded about yeah. it. You know, it comes down to the same decision for me every year. Which team is better? The Dolphins or the Titans, that's the one I'm rolling with this season. This year, it's obviously the Dolphins. And then you're sitting here and you're like, can they just both lose? Yeah. Can, can they I, both be out of the playoffs? just had my effing soul ripped out. Not the fact that we were down by 40 when it happened. Yep. But when Bradley Chubb got carried off the field, I was jaded. So now I, I want no happiness for anybody. And then, But the Cowboys do hold the hit. The, they do hold the cards. And it's also one of those things that if they lose, the Giants – can probably beat the Eagles. Yes. Like it was a close game the last time in Philadelphia. Mm. Who's going to say it's not going to be a close mm. game in New York? Right. So I don't know. But obviously, Cowboys win and they're in. If they lose and the Eagles lose, they're in. But if they lose and the Eagles win, the All Eagles right. get the division. Mm. Cowboys hold the cards. That one's pretty cut and dry. The Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, AFC East title is the most interesting one. And it is interesting because if Miami loses, one game decides this division. Yeah. No, no situation, no circumstances. Who wins that game besides it? Yes. And if so, let's just say Miami wins. And just, I can't wait for Jason Pierre Paul to crank back the clock. If he does, I'll be <laughs> ecstatic. No fingers uh, at all. No fingers. I think he has two nubs. Oh, okay. Two nubs. <laughs> I think he looks like. Never mind. I'm like, this. Wasn't it a firework that yeah. he blew his hand off with? I think it was like a Roman candle he blew his hand off with. Dude, how do you do that with a Roman candle? Just blast through the some of Some of them, like, do Defunction? malfunction yeah. and pop on you, but he was probably. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember that. I figured it would have been a mortar or something, something stupid. Maybe it was a mortar. Yeah. I thought it was a Roman candle, or maybe I'm just making that yeah, up. I know it was candle. something, but yeah. uh, so let's just say Miami wins. So Buffalo loses. Um, if the Ravens lose to the Steelers, which they're, they're sitting people, they're so. sitting people. So if the Steelers win, and I believe if the uh, I think it's Texans, if the Texans or Colts, whoever wins there. So they basically need a tie from Houston and Indianapolis, and they need Steelers to lose to get in the playoffs. If they lose, if they lose, they need the Steelers to lose. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. So if 
if Buffalo loses, okay. they have to have the Steelers lose and one of I think oh, the Texans okay. or Colts to lose just to get into the playoffs. So they cannot even make the playoffs if they lose this ballgame. That's why I am just rolling with Buffalo this yeah. weekend. They have so much more to play for. I yes. know this is for the division, but the Dolphins have already clinched. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that because they're, they're obviously not – in yet, even though they're ten and six, mm-hmm. if they lose and they're ten and seven, and Pittsburgh is mm-hmm. ten and seven, and I think Indianapolis is mm-hmm. ten and seven, they don't make it at all. I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks both this week and next week. I want to know the conversation that's happening in that meeting room this week. How they're handling this Buffalo game? Is it is Mike McDaniel treating this like a Super Bowl? Or like, look, we're hurt, we're already clinched. How, which direction is he taking this week? I'll tell you this much. I would treat it like the Super Bowl because yeah. you do not want to see the Bills in the playoffs. Yes. I'm just – I know they've, like, not won it yet, mm-hmm. but this team is scary momentum right now, and they if they catch enough fire, it's and, over. And Baltimore is going to be cheering for Miami too because Baltimore doesn't want to see Buffalo yes, exactly. early in the playoffs either. I do want to mention an eliminated team real quick because I was kind of sad that they got eliminated. My boy, Justin Fields. Seven and nine, hell of a bounce back team. Hell of a bounce back. Oh, and they're, six they were, right? Yeah, and right. they're chanting, we want fields. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously all the stuff now, they got the first overall pick. What are they going to do with it? That's been all the conversation. Right. I just want to ask you, you're the GM of the Bears. Hello? You keeping the coach? You keeping fields? What are you doing with this pick? I'm keeping fields. The coach is the – I have no idea. Okay. I, the coach, I, I don't know. Um, one, I haven't watched him enough, and two – the way they started and like the way last year went, it's hard to shake. Yeah, what what he's like already done, but turning this season around, he's made a real real good case to be kept. The pick you and I agree on the number one overall pick they have from Carolina last year. You one hundred percent trade, whether that's just a couple spots to get Marvin Harrison, but just do what you did because you can get a DJ Moore like player to yes. add to this roster. I, and. I don't know if I want a DJ Moore. I want a defensive guy because, mm-hmm. especially if they don't sign Jalen Johnson, with that's a further conversation that we'll do later, and probably just me and you. But you trade this pick back with a quarterback needy team. You're not a quarterback needy team. I've seen I've seen so many different people going back and forth on this. And Rex Ryan said my favorite thing ever. He goes, "You get another number one receiver because he goes he and he named all the stats. I think like it's one of the better passer ratings, one of the better completion percentage when he's throwing to DJ Moore, eight touchdowns to zero interceptions. But when he's throwing to other people, it's eight touchdowns to mm-hmm. seven picks." And, like, one of the worst completion percentages right. ever. Because he's throwing to me and you. Exactly. Darnell Mooney is not a number two. He's maybe a number three at best. And Cole Komet's I, but he's not the cream of the crop. You go get a guy like Marvin Harrison, and you have him next to DJ Moore. Yep. That's different. Let's go through it. Current NFL, you know, I'm quarterback you needed people that are. All right. So, Washington has a number two pick. Um, I doubt you can make that trade with Washington. No. New England. Do you want anything on New England? That's the thing. Arizona, Maybe they're safety, probably going to move on know. with Kyler Murray, don't you think? Yeah, they already said today okay. that they're keeping Kyler. The team I'd be curious about maybe trading up. Giants? Maybe, but the Falcons are at nine. Yeah, Falcons at nine. And, and then I'm looking at Pittsburgh all the way down at 18 because Pittsburgh yeah. has a real decision to make. I just don't know if they have enough assets or they want to give away enough to get to the number one pick. Or this is something that you hinted on earlier in the season. Denver. Trade back with the Vikings. Yeah, trade back with the Vikings. Get a little Justin little Jefferson. Yeah. yeah, and that's twelve. So you're out of you're out of contention for mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison. Yep. But you you got the receiver. So then you get defense. You get O line. 
Yeah. Like, there's a lot of ways to play this, but if I'm the – Minnesota it, needs a quarterback, too. 1,000%. I, I'm on Minnesota. I want them to re-sign Kirk Cousins so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, watching him do that skull, I think yeah. that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just awesome. And you can tell that that dude hates the, the fact that he's not out there with that team. Right. Um, I would re-sign him, but if you're the Bears, the best thing for you to do with this young team is trade back, get assets. It worked Bro. last year. Vegas, Devontae Adams. I think that's more likely than Minnesota. I like that too. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I as much as I love Marvin Harrison, if you can give Justin Fields, Devontae Adams, and DJ Moore. Yeah. Come on. And then you get a that I mean, they're going from what, eleven? Yeah. yeah. Eleven to one. You're getting a mm-hmm. slew of picks, including that eleven, mm-hmm. probably two first rounders in the future, a yeah. couple day two picks. Like you're getting a slew of draft or capital. You were talking about defense. What is Max Crosby worth? I'm just saying, there are so many. Is he any, any other defensive players, you think? I'm trying to – here, let me look right here. All right. Because Minnesota, I want nothing off that defense. Yeah, I wouldn't want anything off the defense either, yeah. let's be so honest. Uh, New Orleans, they make him maybe Demario Davis, actually. He's not worth a number one pick. He's not. I do love Demario Davis, though, but I don't know that the Saints will do that. The Saints aren't smart enough to make a yeah. trade like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many ways to play it, and I just hate the people that are like, stay with the pick, trade fields, get a quarterback. I'm like, no. Caleb Williams is going to need time. No matter what people are saying right now, he's going to need time. He has to understand how to have a pocket presence because yeah. he has none. I'm, and Drake Mays. I'm just Same so on the thing, bro. I want the Devontae Adams, and even if you drop down to that 11 pick, you could get a shutdown corner there. Yeah. So whatever you want on defense, you can draft. Yeah. Or an O-line. Like, I mean, literally, yes. this guy's – Or O-line, yes. It's better for a young team to just get a draft haul. Literally, look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Like, let's transition into basketball. They got a slew of picks, and yeah. they hit. Yep. And now this team is one of the best young cores and one of the best teams in basketball. Yeah. Oh, we're talking like, about them and big deal and no deal. Later. It's insane. And so, like, if you're the Bears, the best thing for you to do, you have Justin Fields. The locker room loves him. The fans clearly love mm-hmm. him. Build around him. You you saw this last – when he came back from that thumb injury, y'all used him correctly. Exactly. Those passes – I told you, I was like, dude, he's playing in the snow dropping dimes. Yep. And I was like, they figured it out. They just got to keep this momentum and do it next year. Yeah. And as bad as that Bears organization has been the last two decades, for them to be in this, that one trade last year has catapulted them into the perfect rebuild. It was literally a Nudo reverse yes. card, bro. Yes. Like, it was reversed. Like, yes. they flipped the switch, and it was, instead of making the Mitch Trubisky, I don't even remember who else. They've made so many garbage yes, decisions. deals. And, and yeah. they finally just They got one right. One. Yes. Yeah. And I think the best thing for them to do is you don't have to trade right now. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you did last time where you traded a week before the draft. Right. But you have to just get a slew of picks, maybe a, a superstar. If you can't get a superstar, just get the picks. Yep. Just move down, get the picks, get Marvin Harrison. He's young, but he's awesome. There's so many things you could do. The worst thing you do here is trade away Justin Fields and give up on him. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's uh, before yeah, anything else. In the I think that's NFL? all I got. Right. NFL was. We'll move on to NBA in a minute. But you and I had uh, quite the weekend. You obviously went to the Peach Bowl. The aforementioned. Uh, but you and I, we got the treasure and treat, hanging out on New Year's. We did for a little bit. <laughs> I don't get into um, girl drama often on a sports podcast. <laughs> But you and I, uh, we go to a spot that we love going to right next to the FedEx Forum to watch the Grizzlies mm-hmm. play basketball. For, they didn't do for that. For a quarter. Yeah, they didn't do that. For a quarter. They've lost three straight now. 
A uh, lot of questions going on in Memphis. They have Victor Webinyam in the Spurs tonight and the Raptors tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing, th- hearing this, they may not have lost three straight. But no they way. were in the mid- midst of it. Yeah, we are. You and I walk in, and we're not even to our table yet. We're walking through the courtyard. and <laughs> No way. I see uh, – obviously, we're not naming names or anything. No. I see uh, the person who I used to talk to months and months ago, completely irrelevant, haven't talked to her in months. She uh, is walking there with her friend, and as soon as, as soon as she sees me, she turns to her friend and says, oh, no, and starts yapping about me to her friend. And we go all the way through, hopefully, to avoid yeah. it, and I'm glad you guys picked the front room to watch the game, and we get a table up front. Five minutes later, she comes walking through that doorway mm-hmm. with all of her friends. They get a table, two down from ours. Yep. And at the same time, I'm trying to watch the game. And the Grizzlies are getting their ass kicked. So not a good start to New Year's Eve. Uh, it was, it was Bill Street had stages. They had everything. Their yeah. security, we fa- actually felt safe downtown for once. Yep. Not a good start to New Year's Eve. Well, you and I go to uh, another spot we like going to, and it was pretty dead. It Came back dead. to Silky's on Alex's decision. I look at you at 1130 after the Grizzlies already got their ass kicked. I'm like, damn, this is kind of a really shit New Year's. If I'm you, I'd just head home and beat the traffic. You're yeah. like, all right, bet. You head home and beat the traffic. This is where the story begins. <laughs> After I leave, that's when the party starts. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm just for clarity. I'm not a night owl. Yes. I don't know in what you made you the know. right decision. Yeah, you I was literally asleep at twelve ten, and yes. it wasn't even. I said Happy New Year's to my girlfriend <laughs> Leah, and I was out. I was asleep. I was yes. done because uh, I was literally falling asleep at ten thirty, and I looked at him. I was like, "Man, it's kind of dead." Yeah, <laughs> and you were like, "It typically picks up before New Year's yeah, Eve or whatever." But <laughs> I. I am not the party, yeah. or I, I'm just not the life of the party. I, I'm yeah. much more game night, small setting type person. 100%. So no, I get that. You left at the perfect time. I did leave at the perfect time. Well, once you leave, it's New Year's just closing in, and I come walking out of the bathroom, and I hear three, two, one, and I'm like, oh, I guess I just missed it. So I walk out and meet up with Alex, and Alex is talking to a bunch of friends. We're all catching up with folks. And I think about one, his roommate, Owen, who you spent you watched a game with last night. Yep. He um, was telling me about a lady friend that our friend Alex is talking to. I, again, not going to name names. Everybody knows who Alex is. We talk about him all the time. He's been on here before. Yes, he's been on here before. He, he went on a blind date recently. It went really well. Uh, but, you know, he's trying to look for a girlfriend. And We're looking. He starts talking to this girl who's in his church small group. And I'm getting a debrief from Owen of like, hey, they're both, you know, they study marine biology and they're, they're cracking it up over that. So she goes to the bathroom after 30 minutes of conversation. Oh, Alex comes back, huddles up with us. Owen and I are like, bro, you got to get her number. Get you number. cannot leave here without her number. He's like, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And just clarity, 6'4", 320 pounds. Big boy. Teddy yes. bear. Rowley yes. looking guy. Yeah, super nice guy. Beautiful man. And so she comes walking back, and as soon as they walk back, it's like a group of like 10 to 15, just leave them two alone. I felt like it was like sixth grade prom, and we're trying to get bro to ask her out. Not the sixth grade prom. And he gets that number, and he comes over. And just for clarity, I know I had the thing with the, uh, I'm not going to call her my ex because I never dated her. Uh, but the you know past woman, I was woman. I was meeting with the future woman once Alex <laughs> got the number. This is so, so funny. Alex gets the number. And we're all happy. Owen and I are chopping it up. All right, they're going home. It's 1.30 in the morning. Well, Alex puts his arm around me and says, 
It's your turn, big guy. I said, I looked at him and said, I was born for this moment with the I'm shit ready. I had to go through earlier tonight. I'm ready. So we go, we walk into Tin Roof. By the, by, you can't move in there. Yeah. And for some reason, it's the weirdest place. It never gets bobbed until 1230, 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Until past my bedtime. Yeah, exactly. Well past my yeah. bedtime. I, I don't know. I feel like it gets later as I get older. It's just bizarre. Yeah. We go in there, and I had originally seen uh, the girl I'm, I was currently interested, I'm currently interested in, and I originally seen her at Silky's, but she was with friends, so I let her, you know, have her space and do her thing. I just said hello and walked away. She was texting me, hey, where you at, where you at, where you at? And I was like, all right, I'll be there in a minute, I'm waiting for Alex. So we walk in there, and I see this um, guy with his hood up trying to dance on the girl I'm interested in. <laughs> I look at Alex, this I said, awesome. of course this is happening. I said, you know what, I'm not even going to say anything. And Alex and I were just dancing, you know, probably no hands or something's on. So yeah, we probably. know every lyric. And she turns around and like grabs me. She's like, thank God you're here. I did not want to do the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. And the guy that you and I went to high school with is like trying to talk to her and he, she's just not having it. And we eventually dance, get the New Year's kiss in. And Alex and I head home. Ends up being a fantastic night. But yeah, it was a, definitely a dramatic start of it. It was, it was an interesting start. Grizzlies didn't help it. No, not at all. Not it, at all. Despite the fact that Luke Kennard came back and we were thrilled because we had, had a couple threes go in for the first time in what feels like decades. Um, but it was yeah, an interesting night. All, all ended definitely. well. Definitely. It, it, well, it all ended well, and you were you were a big part of it. Unfortunately, the Grizzlies were not. Yeah, I just got – I see, I got you through that first the lull of the night, and then the rest of the night yeah, kicked bro. off and you were ready to go. Yes, yes. That's what I did. I, 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 I was I subbed in for that He's first a, little part. Cooper's always got my. I was like Bismack Biombo. I had I had five great games. <laughs> what a metaphor! And then I suck ass for the rest of them. Yeah. Like and then I'm like unplayable. What a freaking metaphor! Like I I, I was I was killing it them first four hours when yeah. it was dead. Nobody was around. Yeah. I was chilling. I guess we when could, when the party starts, that's yeah. when I get out. <laughs> I guess since we you brought Biz back beyond, but I'm seeing a lot of Taylor Jenkins, Grizzlies coach hate, and it's not Taylor's fault. I don't understand what it's they not. expect. What now, Ja has not looked the same since he got sick. That's I, what's I can't happening. claim this, but Owen Clements and I are sitting there talking last night, shooting the breeze, mm -hmm. uh, watching football, financially motivated football. I'll say, uh, <laughs> thank you, Alabama, for nice. costing me. Uh, but he looked at me and he goes, "I want to trade." For Kevon Looney, because they oh, benched Kevon Looney, dude. I didn't know that. I'd love Kevon. I'm not talking about Andre Drummond the other day. Yeah, I would like Kevon Looney's awesome. Mm -hmm. He rebounds and he sets picks. Oh yeah, that's all we need. Yep. <laughs> we don't need like. And I love Bismack, but he looks like a deer in the headlights. Shout out to Ben Hunter and any other Grizzlies fan that has said that comment to me yeah. for you in he the does. past like week and a half. And I feel like I've heard it so much too. Yeah, dude, yeah. the amount of times I've gotten a text, why does he look like a deer in the headlights? He looks like a child with a new toy and they're learning how to play with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. like. I think Kevon Looney would be a great addition. I love Kevon Looney and I love Drummond too. Drummond yeah. would be. That's Drummond's just the thing. His price we, is just so high. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. But did you see he had like 23 rebounds? Yeah, the other I know. Day? His price just keeps raising. I know. Cause it's tough. Shout out to the Bulls though. I feel like they're at least semi finding yeah. some answers. Shout out to them. Let's bring out. Let's bring back an NBA segment. Why don't we? Right, All this NBA talk. Let's, let's do it. a little big deal, no deal. Right. I read an NBA statement, and Cooper tells me if it's a big deal or no deal. All right, first one. We uh, had a trade over the break where we didn't get to record a podcast about it, but Cooper, tell me, big deal or no deal? The Knicks are now one and zero with OG Ananobi, and it. That win was against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who was the number one team in the Western Conference. 
this is crazy, but I'm going to go big deal. I know it's a long season. Uh-huh. I know it's a long season. But – and we we can dive into this trade a little bit more. But for the Knicks, I think this is crucial because they just got a guy that will do the dirty work mm-hmm. and he can butt, knock down a shot. And they – they seem Julius Randle seemed to be in more rhythm. Uh, Jalen Brunson has been an animal all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just seem to be in more rhythm, and I think because of that, it's a big deal. Not necessarily that they beat the best team in the West, but the fact that they just looked in more rhythm. Julius Randle had one of his best games of the season, mm-hmm. and then OG Ananobi contributes with 17, which I feel like every time I look at the box score, it's taking RJ Barrett 20 shots to get to 17. Yeah. So like I feel like in that sense, all the little things that he did for that team in that game. Granted, small sample size, super small sample mm-hmm. size. I do think it'll be a big deal further down the road, though. I mean, this is good for the Bucks. We completely disagree. I say no deal. No deal at all. It doesn't. It, to me, if I'm making a big splash move trade this early in the season, I want it to affect how I play Boston and how I play Milwaukee. Yeah. I don't put the Knicks anywhere near their, that tier. Yeah. With this trade, R.J. Barrett and. Um, OG, OG Ananobi. You and I were texting because you were at you were at the Peach Bowl whenever we were texting about this. Yeah, it happened like right an hour before the Peach Bowl kicked off because I yes. was like, wait, what? Yes. <laughs> and I'm siphoning through all the videos of Alex and the Airbnb I sent you this weekend. <laughs> but I found a straight up comparison between OJ and our OG and RJ Barrett. Yep. I get the efficiency thing. That's a great thing. And OG may be even a better defender. Yeah. All right. These are their best seasons statistically. Just you're taking their best. Points per game, OG's best was in 2022, 17 points per game. RJ's same year, 20 points per game. So RJ's three points better. Rebounds per game, OG 5.5, RJ 5.8. Assists per game, 2.6, RJ 3. Steals per game, OG has it. Blocks per game, OG has it. But in all three, points, rebounds, and assists, RJ Barrett has had better seasons than OG Ananobi, and they've had a similar length of career. Also, it's not even just a straight-up OG for RJ trade. It's draft compensation, and it's Emmanuel Quickly, who, in my opinion, now with the Raptors, has... I don't want to... I don't want to He has the it. launch pad. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. He has the launch pad to do something awesome. His absolute ceiling is what Tyrese Maxey's doing right now. Maxey has more potential and is a better player than Emmanuel Quickly. Yes. I'm just saying he has the stage to put up... Maxi like numbers. Yes, he has the ability to do what everybody predicted Jordan Poole to do. Exactly. With the Wizards, mm-hmm. and that's average a lot of points. And maybe it's not on. Maybe it's empty stats, but he has the ability to go score and not do it in a sixteen to 18, 20 minute capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I like, and obviously this is my fifth headline, so I'll just kind of throw it in here since we're talking about it. I I'm joked with you. I was like. The Tyrese Halliburton trade with for the Demontis Sabonis, it somehow was a win-win for both sides. Yeah. We see what Tyrese is doing. We see what the Kings are yeah. like. It, it's if you don't think it was a win-win side, even despite the fact that I love Tyrese and despite the fact that you, you and I butted heads mm-hmm. just to butt heads about mm-hmm. that trade, mm-hmm. if you don't think it's win-win, it's you're win-win not paying now. attention to bat- yep. basketball. But I think in the situation for the player specifically, it's a win-win because RJ Barrett and uh, quickly now go to a team, and I'm not even going to talk about RJ. I want to talk about quickly. He has a position now to where him and Scotty Barnes can be paired together for a really long time, have some really cool uh, uh, pick-and-roll handoffs, pick-and-roll. Like, yeah. that, the two-man game between those two guys can be yeah. really, really nice, and I think it's so good that they're doing it young. And that's why I love that trade for them. And it, I don't know if it's going to contribute to wins. I really don't. Yes, the Raptors and the Knicks are 1-0 and each after their first game with the p- new players. 
I don't know how long that's going to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. The Raptors, the game before, lost mm-hmm. the worst basketball team in basketball right now in no. the Pistons. Uh, yes, they didn't have OG Ananobi, but is that really the mm-hmm. massive difference? No. I just think in the sense of elevating the players, like you said, quickly has a launch pad now. And R.J. Barrett, he's never lived up to the And three. R.J.'s returning home. He's Canadian. It's he, big time for him. And I think that's big time. I think he, he needed a new environment anyways, and it's been a couple years needed now. For him, mm-hmm. and I just think in the sense of OG and Anobi, yes, I mean you saw the stats, Vince Williams. I was like, why would we trade for OG and Anobi when Vince Williams better, yes. and he does it on less shots. Yep. Um, you can find an OG and Anobi. I I don't agree that they should have traded for him now mm-hmm. and give up what they gave up because it was kind of funny. You and I were both like, they said no to four first round picks, but then they somehow got more, <laughs> and we're right. like, I don't understand that. But in the sense of just. The way Julius Randle played and the way that Jalen Brunson has been playing or has been playing, mm-hmm. and you just get a guy that can do some dirty work. I think in that sense, it, it's a win for the Knicks. And then you look at the Raptors and for Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett to elevate their play. And for even Scotty Barnes mm-hmm. is now going to be able to elevate his play a little bit more. I think we're probably going to see Pascal Siakam also get moved on from to where this team just goes full young. Because you and I even talked Raptors side. We were like, Darko is not a – win now coach like Darko is a development like build a young team up and they weren't a young team at that point but I do believe that with this trade we're going to see them go to a young team and start that core which is why I'm also saying it's a win for the Raptors Mm -hmm. because you got two sure they're not bona fide all-stars yet but they're young enough guys and they've played in the league long enough to know their roles and elevate in those and I think I think that's why it's a win-win for both sides I see what you're saying because I I, that's how I hope it that's how I hope Hope it works that's how I hope it works but I know the Knicks just beat the best team in the Western Conference. I just think they by far lost that trade. You and I sat here just like you were talking about and saying uh, Masai Ujiri got offered four first-rounders for OG at the trade deadline last year. He'll never get more than that. They, they just get did get more did from get the more. Knicks. They did get more. I love – I'm glad you're taking the other side of it because I, I want to see it be a win-win. Yeah, I really do. And I, Toronto I, now has direction. Yes, you know? and that's – and I think in the sense of Toronto, that's what it's a win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sure, right. this isn't the Donovan Mitchell trade that everybody wanted, but I don't know if anybody's – Paid attention to the Cavs lately. Yeah, ain't nobody on that team is good right now. <laughs> like, he, may, he may not even make an all star. Yeah, team. we'll talk about that bad. later too. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm gonna write this down. Knicks. Oh, thank you, bro. I got you. I appreciate you. I got you, brother. I'm putting the wrong shit up on the screen. Nah, it ain't no beating. Getting all fired. It's up 2024. We got, we fired up. Oh, a little amped up. We here. All right. Next on big deal or no deal is Thunder. You and I mentioned them earlier in the podcast. Big deal or no deal? OKC has won seven of their last eight. This is a big deal because of how they're winning their games. Yep. It Chet Holmgren, it, did you see the? Uh, I don't know how long ago this uh, interview was or whatever. It was like it looked like a practice interview or whatever. But mm-hmm. you and I couldn't stand Chet because he we were like, why is he so cocky? Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. And he they literally asked a question. They said, "Have you proven anything yourself?" He goes. I haven't done anything yet because it's 30 games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, interesting. It, interesting to go from yeah. the guy that thought he was the best said, basketball player said ever. said me after three months or whatever when he got asked, who's the best player in the NBA? And he said me after three months. Yeah, and now you're sitting here after having multiple 30 pieces, multiple like yeah. almost double-digit block games. Like you're yeah. sitting here and being the second best player on a team that already yeah. was thought to have a second, third, fourth best player. Mm-hmm. Like 
I think it's that, that the reason it's a big deal is because of the way they're doing it. Shea's bona fide All NBA. Then you have Chet, who's running away with Rookie mm. of the Year, um, and then you have guys like Jalen Williams, Lou Dort, that guy, and you have other guys filling roles. And I that team is scary good. It's scary good. Who was that guy? I mean, he plays with seven year olds, according to you. <laughs> I, I didn't say. Didn't mean to say seven. I meant to say fifteen. <laughs> you just got excited. We were just joshing like he around. He did with seven year olds. Yeah, yeah. just joshing around. <laughs> Uh, shout out then, Giddy. Uh, shout out to Giddy. Actually, don't. Uh, yeah, no, we don't not, shout out. We're Giddy. not shouting them out. Uh, but <laughs> this is a big deal. Health is at the pinnacle for this team, just yes. like it is for Boston. Boston can't afford an injury if they want to be chasing the championship, and neither can the Thunder. Their case in Wallace has made their bench so much better. He's been great in his rookie year. You mentioned uh, Chet Holmgren. One of those starters go down. It's going to be rough. But I, what I love about the Thunder is. You and I both said they're going to be the Kings and the Grizzlies of this year. They're going to shock everybody and be at the top of the Western Conference. Crazy thing is, they're not shocking people because a lot of people put expectations on this team to be a top five, top yep. three seed, and they have lived up to it. And as a young team, when you have expectations put on you, when you haven't proven anything in this league, it's really hard to live up to them, and they've done that. Yeah, and they've done it impressively, too. Yeah, like, They've 100%. been really nice. For sure. Let's talk about your favorite team, your favorite player, James Harden, specifically. Uh, the L.A. Clippers had the best December record in the West at 11-2. and two. Yeah. You said the wrong favorite player, Paul George, was the correct answer. Oh, okay. Um, and honestly, Kawhi – or it would go Paul George, Russ, Kawhi, then James. Mm-hmm. Uh, small game, James? Small game, James isn't really my favorite, if we're being honest. They whooped well, our ass. But this is a big You're going to him a week from Friday, so – Yeah, I know. And you're going to be wearing his jersey. Um, no, I'll be there to get PG. PG. <laughs> dude, I love PG. I love PG, oh, too. No, this is a big deal. Dude, this team was – we were sitting here shaking our heads, scratching our heads, whatever you name it, yeah. and we're like, they're not even winning. Yeah. They're literally bad. They're worse with James Harden, mm-hmm. and then they completely turn around. Eleven to thirteen, and yeah. it's just wild. It's um, crazy. Speaking of next week and us going to that Grizzlies Clippers game, I know it's on a back to back. It's three out of four. The Grizzlies, I believe, have an away game on Wednesday. And then Clippers on Friday, Knicks on Saturday night. I swear to God. <laughs> That's it. If John Morant is not playing, there's going to be hell to pay. I think John Of course not with John because, you know, I deflect everything he does on somebody else. Yes, 1,000%. But there's going to be hell to pay with somebody in that Grizzlies organization. Agreed. Because the amount of money we are paying <laughs> to go see Ja versus Russell Westbrook and James Harden and, and Paul, Paul George, George and Kawhi Leonard, yeah. he better be playing. But if yeah. he's not, we still have all the other four names. Yeah. So. Oh, we have okay. plenty. There, there's some star-studded people going on in that matchup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, this is a massive deal. The Clippers are a yeah. solid basketball team. And then they're, you got Zubac. They're in that contender conversation. Yeah. And he's out here dropping 2020s on people. Yeah. Like, you know, that team's scary. Mm, absolutely. Health right. is going to be key for them, too, though. Health <laughs> is going to be key. Yeah, it is going to be key as well. All right, uh, final uh, big deal or no deal. A week ago, the Suns were 11th in the West having lost nine of their last 12 games. Now they're just a game behind the sixth-place Pelicans, having won four straight. Big deal or no deal? I'm a, mm, I know I've said big deal on all these, but I'm just going to keep rolling with it. They hadn't been healthy, mm-hmm. and they're getting healthy, and yes. that's a bigger deal than the mm-hmm. four-game win streak. But it's a big deal. It, they're on a four-game win streak because of that. So I'm just going to say big deal in the sense that we haven't really gotten to see the big three that they traded for this offseason mm-hmm. go very much yet, but they've been winning with them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say big deal because that's what we're going to get to see. Got you. I'm going to say no deal for now. I just want consistency. Yeah. Them 
bouncing back like they have in this last week, you know, Christmas was their ultimate, like, low point of the season thus far. They've bounced back well, but I want to see consistently, and I want to see health for a long period of time before I put them in the same conversations as L.A. Clippers. Fair. That's fair. All right. um, I think we got through everything. Do you have anything else, Cooper? You want to talk about your Peach Bowl experience at all? Yeah, we can talk about Peach Bowl, and we can... And how you were surprised by it on Christmas, and what happened, you know? Yeah, so... It's uh, been a while. It has been a while, so... Went to the my my dad's side of the family, um, and just to give some back backstory to this, when 2015, 2014, whatever year Ole Miss went to the Sugar Bowl to play Oak State, uh, we had Christmas or whatever. My birthday is in early January, and so they also get birthday presents. And so I was opening gifts or whatever, and inside was tickets to the Sugar Bowl. Mm. And, I mean, this is what? almost 10 years ago now so twelve oh, yeah. uh, year old Cooper was mm-hmm. in tears because okay. I was so excited and so get to this family Christmas a couple days after Christmas um, and doing the same thing we're going op- everybody's opening their gift uh, people with birthdays are going through birthdays and they give me a box and it says for Clay that's my dad's name and Coop and I was like okay we gotta open this one together interesting and they were like yeah and you gotta do that one last and I was like okay interesting nice Sitting next to my cousin Preston, shout yeah. out to co- my cousin Preston, mm-hmm. and I'm like, does this say P or D? He was like, it looks like somebody messed up the D, yeah. uh, and his nickname is P, okay. and so that's why I was asking, right? So I go sit next to my dad. We're opening this gift. They're like, make sure it's open on the right side, and they're all videoing me, so I'm suspicious now. So I'm yeah. like, all right, whatever we do, yeah. just don't, don't flip, don't do anything. So I'm sitting there. I open up the box. It's a peach inside of a bowl. Hell yeah. And I turn around, look to my uncle, because the reason we got to go to the Sugar Bowl is my uncle is in construction, and he he knew a guy, and he was like, hey, I have four extra tickets. Y'all take them. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing we paid for was food nice. um, when we went to that one. So that one was free. Mm-hmm. But I looked at him. I was like, is it the same guy? He goes, no, nah, he bought them. Oh and so my, my cousin Preston bought uh, me, my dad, and my uncle and him Sugar Bowl tickets, um, good tickets too. They yeah. were good seats. Um, surprised us with that and surprised us with the hotel and everything. And then uh, we left on Friday or whatever, got down there, um, ate some really good food in Atlanta. Uh, I think, what was the first place called? It was some breakfast place, yeah. but I got the best chicken and waffles I've ever put in my mouth. Hell yeah. Um, the chicken was better. Like, it was the best chicken I put in my mouth. Like, yes. the most well-seasoned chicken ever. The waffles had peach cobbler on top. Like, well worth the food coma. I was just so happy for you. The game itself was awesome. Yes. You and all this hype at Ole Miss has built, all the transfers, all the recruits, everything yes. they've done the past month. They end the season perfectly. First 11 win season in history. In program history. You witnessed it in person, and you witnessed an ass beating of Penn State. And it was just so – I was so happy for you because this has been like a pinnacle of the football oh, yeah. experience and all the hype going into next year. Kirk Herbstreet's asking if this team's going to be a preseason top five team. Like there's yeah. a lot there's <clears throat> a lot to be excited about, and you got to witness it. So. Oh, yeah, no. The game itself was awesome. Wide receivers were making plays. Tight end was mm. looking like the best tight end I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Mm. Such a fun game. And then to make it – just that much better. Two days later, my quarterback announces he's coming back with the last dance music. Was there ever a doubt? Oh, there was never a doubt, yeah. but the way he did it was perfect. Like, yes. if you're going to do it that way and you have yes. the last dance music and you say any of the remaining college football transfers out there who want to come do something, yeah. we're doing this yeah. last ride. Oh. Yeah. And awesome. fun fact, if we are ranked in the top ten, not even top five, top ten, it'll be the first time that Ole Miss is preseason ranked top ten since 1970. I think it'll be top five. Yeah. I, I do. 
I'm excited, but you know me, like I'm gonna have to curb that excitement because yes, our schedule bodes really nicely. Mm-hmm. I know Ole Miss enough to know that games at Arkansas can be the worst thing in the history of the world. So like, it's just one of those things that I like. I'm just so prone to not believe mm-hmm. it until I see it. But this team has given me a lot of excitement, and uh, I was. We are fun fact. The crew of me, my dad, my uncle, and my cousin were three and zero in bowl games mm-hmm. when we were in attendance. They're four and zero because we didn't get to go to with. Uh, to one of them with them but mm. just saying you know similar to I won't count the record with I have with the Grizzlies this year because we're not watching a Grizzlies team we're watching the G League shout out to the G League for having like three almost triple doubles though <laughs> it uh, shout out to the G League shout out to the hustle dude shout uh, out, always shout out to um, um, but I was dominating I was on like a 10 game win streak with the Grizz so I'm just saying you know when I'm in attendance things happen that's all I gotta say. Type shit. Hey Grizzlies, y'all should maybe like give us free season tickets. <laughs> it wouldn't be chalk talk if we didn't end this by talking about the Grizzlies. It wouldn't I be. I love this. Um, one last thing on Atlanta though. You remember the Midtown area? Did you get a chance to go there this weekend? Like, nah, we were more. We were all downtown. So my good friend Emma, who had gave us the warning at Silky's about the incident, and then also who I just talked to all the time, anyways, she just got a big time accounting job down there. She's she went down there today. She goes, guess what's right across the street from my apartment? Sent me a picture of the OTE arena. That's I dope. was like, that's awesome. That's dope. So she's Midtown. Yeah, yeah that's she's awesome. right there. I was like, yeah. I was like, you need to go to those bars across. Like, you Cooper and I had so much fun yeah. doing that. Oh, yeah. the food places we went to and I'm I'm so upset that I'm blanking on this other one mm-hmm. I, I'll find it and tell you afterwards but we went to this other place called Grindhouse Killer Burgers oh yeah fire dude one of the best burgers you I've can't have now. a name like that and not be busting yeah, and not be busting you cannot type shit, type shit. hopefully uh, it. I swear it's not the Grizzly Spurs because I was going through um, uh, top performances by Ja and one of them was against the Spurs and I'm just sitting there dreaming about Ja's nutsack on Victor Wepinama's <laughs> head I pray to God, and by the time you're probably listening to this, the game has already been played, and it's probably not happened because Ja's not been the same since he's been sick. Yeah, he's been but sick. But if there's a Ja on Victor Wembanyama poster tonight, I might cream myself. It would be amazing. Uh, yeah, same. I've been waiting for it. He hadn't dunked on anybody yet. Yeah, exactly. I'm so upset. And the reason we're talking about this is when it happens, we can clip it and say we predicted it. We predicted it. Yeah, okay. Similar to when I said DeAndre Hopkins would go to the Titans, but I did say that they'd be a competent football team too, so we don't have to clip that one. Yeah, and you you knew you knew you knew my take. <laughs> Why would you choose the Titans? Because <laughs> he wanted to go prove that he's a better receiver. <laughs> and he's, he, he did not see a shit. No, shout out to Dalvin Cook though. I saw that he might uh, come to the Cowboys, who desperately need him. He desperately need a running back. Yeah, yeah, that can run between the tackles and one and, and a half yards per carry. For, yeah, I'll take him. Okay. Dude, Tony Pollard ain't in it. What did I tell you before the season? I know, but it's just one of those things that I wish we just – I, I, I don't really you, want – Coming off that big injury. I know? wish we had got Leonard Fournette. Yes. I would have preferred Leonard Fournette to just come in and do the inside runs, Ooh. average three yards of carry, let Tony Pollard come in when he needs a breather, take the defense for 10, right. 15 yards. But we don't have that this year, and we keep trying to force the run. That will be the Cowboys' downfall. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Hopefully they won't be downfalling, though. No, they won't. Hopefully our Grizzlies get can get tonight. back on track. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll be wraps. We'll be back here. Are Friday good? Yeah. All right. We'll be back here on Friday around 530 Central Time. Until then, enjoy the week. And hope you all had a great holidays, but it is over. We're back for good. We'll have TikToks 